Previously on that Cthulhu John. After her eyes stopped glowing, Ginger collapsed to the floor. You see her suddenly sit up. Then she starts tracing something onto the wall. With that extreme pass, I'm gonna say that you have her and you just hold her. Yeah, maybe you should. Uh, maybe you should report her state of mind to somebody. So maybe they they come here and she gets some help. Maybe. Yeah. You shouldn't really just leave her. So you call up Raquel McLeod. Maybe it would be better if you had some female talk to her. You know, Heather, how would you like a raise? The rest of these guys in this little club, I'm sure he told you about it. You being his assistant. I mean, I was left out on the whole thing where they started the Speculum Magus books. But none of it would have been possible without me translating the ancient texts. And they left me out of that experiment with the Black Lotus and the LSD. He thinks that he was attacked by one of these snake people? Yes, multiple times. You hear a long pause on the phone. Maybe Brightly's wrong. Thanks for joining us for that Cthulhu John episode 40. We are a what? real play. Yeah. 40. What? What? Hey. Gonna, gonna okay. go crazy every 10. <laughs> we are a real play Call of Cthulhu podcast. <laughs> I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. Greetings. Chuck. Through the windows and through the walls. <laughs> and Jenny. Kyle Griggs, thanks for that uh, fart in a bag. <laughs> Getting presents from listeners, that's great. I don't know if it's from a listener. It's probably not, but I got an empty package in the mail and... It's anthrax. It's, it's totally anthrax. I'm just hoping it's a fart in a bag because I was really sniffing at it. <laughs> Don't want to die. I might get Christ. pink eye. He's trying to give me pink yeah. eye. Right, episodes. So we forgot luck again. Sorry to our Patreons for we made promises about rolling at the end of episodes. And it's just not going to, yeah, you, with the trigger people. What do we call them? Those rules lawyers. <laughs> rules lawyers? Oh, do rules lawyers... Uh, since I'm new to this, do the rules lawyers know that they're rules lawyers, or do they think they're just like following the rules and they don't know that? Mm, it's, both probably. It's over the top. Like, do they think like they're like? They have a Rutherford Brightly voice in their that's head. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's exactly what I pictured. <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say to somebody. <laughs> that is a terrible about thing somebody. To say yeah. To somebody. Oh, Rutherford. Can I? Uh, I wanted to. Let me see. <laughs> Roll for luck. I've been holding them so tight they were just getting sweaty. So the sweatshirts are so tight. Wipe off my dice cuts. <laughs> They're covered in <laughs> olive oil. <laughs> Just the tip. <laughs> Just the tip. Oh, no. <laughs> my crutch is there, I swear. I think that Chuck is like, what is it? Like when you, he's like cheating. He's got like, he's greasing his dice. <laughs> you greasing up the dice. Is that pine tar? You ain't got pine tar on your dice, uh, do you? It's an old trick. Yeah, the oldest trick in the book. The rules lawyers know about it. God, ask him. Mm-hmm. Used to put that on the Nintendo paddle and pass it to somebody, you know. Slip right out of their hand. <laughs> I think I got such sweet moves. So, yeah, Heather, you were 
on the phone with uh, Raquel McLeod, who, in a sisterly fashion, divulged a couple things to you, including the fact that there was some sort of ceremony that she did the translations for, mm-hmm. that the ceremony involved the black lotus flower and LSD. And although Raquel can't prove it, she thinks that Brightly had something to do with the death of Raymond Tooley, who was the guy that uh, died formerly in the Mages Five that Walter kind of took the place of. She thought that she had something to do with the death because she heard them having what sounded like a loud argument a couple days before Raymond was found dead in his home and uh, was officially uh, going back to an earlier episode, actually. I believe it said that he died from a heart attack. It was the official call on that. But Raquel suggested that you would go look at the autopsy report from Raymond's death. That would sure make sense as to why uh, Professor Freeman was so surprised to hear that Raymond Tooley knew about certain things. Right? I mean, Tommy Slick died from a heart attack, too, so... Oh, Oh, wait a minute. That's right. We ended during the conversation when you suggested that the Serpent people might already be there because your friend had seen them basically mm-hmm. and she said well if that's the case maybe brightly is wrong and that's where we left you off at she said to look into the autopsy mm-hmm. however she said she would have looked into it herself but they don't exactly let autopsy reports out to just anyone right give me an intelligence role heather can i just call thompson Never mind. Oh, okay. I you figured called... it out already. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need an intelligence roll for that. Yay! Okay. What about a luck roll? <laughs> what about a luck for what? Because we missed it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the luck improvement rolls. Yeah. Episode 39, Holdovers. Yup. I'm doing it. Okay, we made it to 40. Yeah. I can. We're lame. Oh, well. <laughs> Just barely passed it. Anyone get above it? Yep. Yep. No. Heather, no. Uh, you didn't get higher than your luck? No, I got six. Uh, be- the best roll I've rolled all day. Oh, no. Gaining three luck. I rolled a zero with a ten. Nice. That's very Might good. help keep me alive. That little bit of luck. A little bit. Ten's a good chunk. But luck won't help you on sanity rolls. Nope. Especially since you can't push it. Just gonna keep my eyes shut. Yeah. Can't push your luck. You can't spend luck on luck. Nope. You can't push your friend's nose. <laughs> All right. So where do we leave off there? Conversation. The conversation. That's right. And I asked for Heather to give me... Oh, I asked her for her to give me an intelligence roll, but she figured it out that calling Thompson might help her get the autopsy report. Only lead we would have. Would this call be coming from the hotel room? Yeah. All right, so I assume I'm there, maybe just looking through some of the other books. Okay. What would you like to do there, Lenny? Oh, I don't know. I just told him I'd look through his books while he was he was away at work or whatever. Are you plotting any of these lines out or doing any of this math stuff? Just looking for the uh, annotation of where these numbers might be so he can figure all that shit out. I see. Okay. Compiling the numbers for him. Gotcha. Or at least writing them down or some shit. Where it's all, everything that's highlighted, writing all that shit down. He gave me a little uh, a quick rundown of his list of the... The points or whatever you want to call them. The, the, the vectors. 
Yeah, the vectors. The vacuum. Yeah, so he's plotting out the vectors. Just writing numbers down. So that's what you're doing, Lenny. Walter went to work? No, he was there in the hotel room there too, right, Walter? You hadn't gone to work yet. Or he went home to get the guns? No, I did that and came back. I would okay. think you would be there while I was making this conversation, right? Because you asked me to call her. I asked you to call her after I left, so I think I left just before she called. Oh. Okay, well, either way, Walter, you're back now, right? Uh, I thought he would have been on the road to get to uh, Center City, Chestnut Street. So you're going to work? Yes, indeed. Okay. Stop by a little lunch truck out there, grab me an egg and cheese. All right. Walter, you head into work, and both Theodore and Headley are there. Right now, they're opening some boxes and stocking up some books right now. Hey, guys. Anything new? Anything exciting? He gets a little closer, takes a peek inside the boxes they're opening. Not more guns and ammo. The new Carl Sagan book, Contact. Oh, nice. I uh, didn't know we were expecting something uh, new like this. He kind of rubs his hands together and uh, picks one up, flips it over to the backside, and starts to read uh, whatever it says about it. Any kind of reviews or any hints to what it might be about? Uh, Yeah, you know, it has a basic plot summary on the back of it. Um... It has some praise for his previous things that he wrote that weren't, you know, fiction, but... Cool. Uh, Looks around. Is there a spot that's cleared where these are supposed to go? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's empty shelves that, you know, they have cleared out and have uh, lightened their load of certain books and, you know, trying to replace that shelf space with new stuff. Like how you do. Put a few of them up in the shelf, then. You start to place these books on shelves and uh, start your work day, basically. Easy peasy. All right. And let's go back to what Heather and Lenny are doing. Napping. Napping. <laughs> right. I'm Time's just up. trying to get back hit points. Uh, am I still in the well, no, I mean... What's that? Am I still on the phone? Uh, if you want to still be on the phone, you can be. If you wanted to hang up, that's fine. Uh, I just wanted to ask her if she liked Raymond Tooley. Like, I just ask what she thought about him. She says, well, Raymond was one of the good ones, I guess you could say. He was the one that got under my skin the least, I suppose. I mean, did you think he had, like, different ideas than everybody else? Because it seems like Walter does, and they're not taken too keenly to him. Give me a charm roll with a bonus die. It's like two rolls in one. Okay, so... You take the better result. Okay, so I got a 9, a 3, and a 50. Well, you have to designate one that was going to be the singles place, right? Do you have... Are they all, diff- are they, are they all different dice? Are they all the one same kind? One is a different... So that other one will be a tens place. So just, like, put a zero after okay, it. Okay, 39. A- 39, then. I didn't realize I should have got a... So that would be your other 10. Yeah. Would be the different one. And then you got the 10, and then the one that matches the 10 was yeah. just a single. Okay. Yeah. My bad. Sounds a good charm roll for her. That sounds like a successful charm roll, indeed. What did you ask her right before that? If he had different ideas than them that she noticed, because Walter does, and they don't seem to keep Walter in the loop. It's like he's there just for his books. They just want the books. They don't want to hear any of his stuff, and they disagree with everything. Right, so she tells you that Raymond was one of the better of the group of people there. She also says that, frankly, the rest of the group, the other three, seemed a little almost too ambitious to complete this next ritual, uh, and the one beforehand, too. Okay. 
She says that Raymond. She says that Raymond, although, uh, hold on, yeah, she says Raymond was also one of the guys that was in on the thing, but even he was, you know, still one of the old boys. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, that's awful. It's like they're just using you for your skills, but I have a feeling that they're just using Walter for his books. She says, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Tell you what, uh, what was your name again, hon? Heather. Snakehole. Wow, what an interesting last name. Is that, uh... It's Polish. It's Snakeholy. Snakolski. Snakolski. <laughs> but that's embarrassing, so I use this one. Well, uh, I think she appreciates that little bit of vulnerability that you showed there. And she says to you, well, Heather, I think I'll give Walter another chance. Thanks for kind of opening my eyes to that. I hope we can talk again, too. Me, too. Thank you so much. And uh, she hangs up with you. What next ritual? The the full moon one. Oh, right. Yeah. The, the big, yeah, they got a party and everything. Mm-hmm. I wasn't invited. Me neither. No <laughs> girls allowed. Baseball team is going to be there, it turns out. <laughs> Go figure. Who's going to be there? What? Baseball the baseball team. team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you get off the phone with uh, Professor McLeod. And what do you guys do from there? Lenny's still is Lenny writing, writing stuff down from books, or Lenny's sleeping now, right? Yeah, I might have kind of just like passed out in the chair while I was writing stuff, you know, <laughs> taking a little short snooze. I'm still beat up. I figure I, I just got hit by a car a couple days ago, yeah. and then I wrestled this little puppet girl. And... Yeah, you're probably pretty beat, dude. It makes sense if you fell asleep. Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm just, just relaxing. Mm-hmm. Walter's at work. What are you doing, Heather? Um, did we figure out how many days it's been since Lenny got injected? Yeah, it's been, uh, six days, six days, not a full week yet. As of, as of Wednesday evening, it is, it is six whole days. Okay. So tomorrow evening, we'll make it a whole week. Okay. Um, I'm going to call Walter at work and tell him that I got some information. Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. Okay. Walter, you hear a phone ring at work. Theodore picks it up. It says, Walter, uh, phone for you. Hands you the phone. And uh, Heather, do you fill him in on all the stuff? Yeah. All right. So, Walter, you're now aware of everything that just happened. Any questions you have for Heather? Or? You said a, uh, an autopsy report? Gosh, I uh, wonder if, if it would be anything different from what they had in the papers. That's uh, weird that she would suspect that. I mean... Maybe that explains why I got these books in the first place. I might ask Lenny to call Thompson. He's not the biggest fan of me, so I don't know if I should make the call. Yeah. I mean, I who else do we know that could do it? If she's way more important and learned than me, they're not going to give it to her, and she knew him. I'm like a total stranger. Well, yeah, I think you should definitely mention that bit about the uh, the Black Lotus. Wasn't Lenny looking for something like that? Yeah, I was going to wake him, but, I mean, he has pretty rough run. I just figured I'd tell you first. Well, that's some pretty excellent stuff. And she said to give her, you know, she would talk to you now. So if you wanted to call her from work, if you wanted to get more information, I think she's open to it. Looks like you uh, definitely earned that promotion. Oh, by the way, I told her that you made me quit my job at the bar because you're such a good guy and now I work for you. Just a, just, you know, so we're on the same page. Oh, shit. You laid it on kind of thick, huh? <laughs> Thanks, Heather. Well, uh, I, I should probably get back to work. Uh, you probably is, like, blushing a little bit. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for keeping me in the loop and uh, make sure to mention that bit about the the black lotus to Lenny when he wakes up. Yeah, I'm gonna wake him up now. I'm bored. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you get shook up. Huh. Hmm. <clears throat> I have a, I have some information, but also I'm really bored. We can't just be in this stinky hotel room all day. It smells like old cigarettes and carpet. I look down at the cast. I say, yeah, yeah, I don't know where, what you want me to do there. But you want to go for a walk? Because uh, it's not going to happen. Go for a jog, <laughs> bike ride, not doing that neither. I mean, maybe I should just, like, get a cab to my old apartment and since I have the car keys and just see if Ginger's car is there. Then at least we have two rides. Yeah, I guess. You ever call anybody about her, or...? I did. When you were sleeping, I called Byberry. I mean, I gave them the info I could. Might not be bad to check on her. Well, uh, you know, uh, sorry you're bored and all, but, uh, not, not a whole lot I can do. I'm not really up for a lot of traveling. Um... You know, maybe tomorrow we'll go shooting or something, man. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to be good this time. I think so. Yeah, let's hope so. I tell him about uh, the doctor. Real quick. When you were back at your apartment, I remember, Lenny, you knocking the gun out of Ginger's... I had it in my pocket. I gave it, gave it to Heather when we got to the hotel here before Walter went and got my guns. Okay. All right, good. Heather has the revolver. Just wanted to make sure. I want to tell him about Dr. Rochelle and ask him if he could call Thompson. Tell him about the Black Lotus. Mm-hmm. I'm worried you're going to get sick soon. It's been, like, almost a week. I don't know why everyone thinks uh, think that I got injected with more than one thing. I don't know. Maybe I did and forgot, but... Isn't that what you got injected with? No, I mean, it was purple. We and... think it is? Isn't that what you think it is? From what the black lotus poison sounds like, you know, it's like, yeah. uh, you know, makes you see things. It's more like, uh, uh, more like LSD, I guess. Yeah, they know that the black lotus is a powerful uh, hallucinogen, and Lenny feels that you know that's what happened to him. Okay, and then it's just like done. I mean, I'm I'm pretty convinced. It's uh, you know after finding it in the book, it kind of. Said it wore off after uh, like two days or something. Uh, whatever it was, it seems pretty much like uh, you know what they got me with. I don't. Uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't get got with that other one, but uh, hey, I guess we'll find out. It didn't say anything about a cure or anything in there. Did it say what it was made of? The karate one. It didn't say what it was made of. No. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's not even. I was just worried they were both the same thing. Humankind might not even know how to make it. You know. It's true. We, I don't know. It's not in the book. Well, either way, I feel like we should call Thompson because, I mean, now Walter has the books. They killed the other guy for? If they killed him. Yeah, what, uh, what's his name? Raymond? Tooley. Do you know when he died? Uh, any more info on how I might be able to get him to bring up, up this? I mean, Walter had mentioned it previously, specifically that he had looked up the, um, I guess, what are those uh, listings in the newspaper? The obituary? Yeah, obituary joints. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, I suppose I could try. I don't like bothering the guy, honestly. He's, uh, you know, I like to kind of stay away from the law as much as possible, but uh, he's probably the best one we can go to. Well, yeah, for that kind of stuff. Not that Walter's there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah... Would you bring that phone over here before you take your cab or whatever? All right, so bring it over to him. All right, so you have Thompson's number at the precinct, right? Or do you have his pager? I've got a card. I think it's the number to the precinct. I don't believe I have his pager number. But maybe... Because I did. He said he was looking to get my truck out of the impound. Um, where he said that at the hospital when I saw him right after I like first woke up and they were there or whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess the night that it happened. But I don't believe he gave me a number or anything. So just the number to the his desk. Okay. So you dial up that number. And what time is it right now? It's about... 
He had work at noon. It's about one in the afternoon then. Uh, so one in the afternoon would make sense if he's still in his office. So you hear him pick up the phone and just hear, yeah, Thompson. Uh, yeah, hey there, uh, Detective Thompson. This is, uh, this is Lenny. Oh, Lenny. Yeah, yeah. Just one minute, one minute. And you hear him put the phone down. And you hear a door close. Oh, good. And you hear the phone get picked back up again. Please be his voice. And he goes, Lenny, Lenny, uh, you're Chucky's guy, right? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, whatever happened to him? This is a good question. Uh, good question. Um, if anything, I guess he's been playing it close to the chest, but the guy just seems totally different to me now. Yeah, we agree on that. But, uh, you know, I looked into a little something. Uh, you know, uh, I might have mentioned how... Uh, I was given some kind of drug and made to hallucinate. Says, yeah, yeah, you did say something about that. Well, I think it has something to do with this purple lotus thing, and, uh, well, it might go back to this guy, Raymond Tooley, who passed away some time ago. uh, I believe his death was looked into, but uh, would you be able to get your hands on uh, an autopsy for somebody? He says, no offense there, Lenny, but... You know, um, fuck. Hold on. I was well, look, the, uh, Hold on. this, f- this flower and this, uh, uh injection, this, uh, intoxic, you know, intoxicant, it kind of, uh, kind of leads back to these guys and it kind of makes me wonder because this is like, uh, there's a group of, uh, you know, professor types or whatever. I feel like somebody's, some people are wrapped up in this and, uh, I gotta find my way to the, gotta find my way to the source if I can solve anything. He says, well, I hear there's a lot of people tied up in this, but I fail to see how Chucky's tied up in this. What's he got to do with some flower? Well, it's not Chucky. It's, it's his son had this, uh, had this very same impossible-to-acquire flower that does not exist that apparently these other guys also had very recently. Hmm. And so I wonder if they did something to Chucky and Joey. Interesting causing them to begin acting this way. You know, maybe it has something to do with this. I mean, hell, that injection on me, uh, you know, had me believe in a lot of things. Says, yeah, well, you know what? Give me a charm roll. Yeah, you know, we're pretty pleased with a uh, cherry on top, bud. (laughs) That should get him a bonus die. He said pretty please. Yeah, (laughs) and a cherry. With a cherry on top. Uh, hey, yeah, I don't just go around giving away my cherries, you know what I'm saying there, Thompson? <laughs> if we summon Lovecraft's ghost during a seance and he says it's cool, can I get one? <laughs> uh, wait, I'm going for it. It's better than Persuade anyway. Ooh, and a 27 is enough to do it out of my 30. Huzzah! All right. Yeah. So he says to you, welcome. I'll, uh, I'll get that report for you. You can expect it by tonight. I assume I shouldn't take it to your house. Yeah, I'm kind of laying low. Um, maybe uh, if you want to give you a call later on and you could just like read it off to me. or uh, I don't know if I really need... You know, maybe it is better to have a physical copy. Uh, meet up wherever you want. Rather, uh, let's meet up where I want. All right. Some, you got a number where I can reach you at? Or a time you want to be reached? Uh... Tell you what, I'll give you a call back later. I gotta figure out a ride situation since uh, I still don't have my truck. This is alright, I'm only here to five. Alright, yeah, I'll get you in a bit. Alright. He hangs up with you. Sweet roll. Nicely done. Yeah, I thought about it and I was like, oh, I, I don't wanna walk in a, in a trap. I'm gonna be a little smart. We'll meet up where I wanna meet up. Yeah. I don't know where to meet up. I don't do that. I mean, in, you know, some quiet dock somewhere, you know, that already have other gangsters there to watch the gangsters that you bring. <laughs> Go to the precinct. <laughs> yeah, right? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, let me check your office there. That's a good point. I won't. I'll be mysterious yeah, about it. Yeah, you're mysterious. Difficult. I do have to figure out a ride situation. Yeah. So. I'm going to steal a car right now. Yeah. <laughs> Take that bitch's yeah, car. I'm stealing a demon's car. Put her in the trunk. That way we can feed her. <laughs> I'll order, get her a bunch of fucking sausage sandwiches. No, she's, she's just drinking olive oil now. Yeah. 
Just straight olive oh, oil. Oh, right. Yes. Olive oil and whittling. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just always holding a paring knife She's and just fucking covering face. yourself in olive oil. It's <laughs> 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 the only way she could get around the Iron Lenny. <laughs> mm. <laughs> just slips right out. Almost slipped out of that one. <laughs> yeah, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> She's a regular that danger. <laughs> The gorgeous ladies of wrestling. She just covers herself in olive oil. That's her move. Sweet. I forget where we were. Um. Well, I called home, but I told her I'll call back later. She. Yeah. It's still right. about one. I'm gonna go steal a car. She's gonna go steal a car. Yeah, you're gonna steal a car. I'm gonna. I have, still have the keys to uh, Ginger's car. Oh, okay. So I'm just gonna get a cab, and if the car's still there, I'm gonna steal it. All right. You grab a cab. You go to Ginger's car. Open it up. But I thought I didn't know if I let if you wanted me to leave when you were on the phone if it was private cop conversation. Uh, you might have heard me say some names that I'm not too concerned with right now because they're snake right. men. Okay, I didn't know if you were like go kick rocks because you don't really. No, I didn't. It's not like Lenny to say names. I, Lenny, I don't know. He's I think he's trying to think about thinking, but he ain't thinking. He's a changed man too. I'm telling you. He is. Friends. All right. So, yeah. So, I call a cab to a, our shady motel. I pack up his books and I bring those with us so that, you know, God forbid anything happened to them, he would shit on us. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Good call. Uh, we would get the worst. Like, literally just squat over you guys. <laughs> he just left the first book with you. He still has the second and third. Yeah. Oh. You only have the one. Oh, that's probably why I fell asleep because he left the book that we already all, all looked at. <laughs> Instead of the ones that I asked for. Boring. <laughs> Oops. Well, he was more concerned about getting it done in numerical order. Heather never got me that coffee yeah. this morning, so it was nap time anyway. <laughs> I did. Idiot. <laughs> All right. Cabby. Cabby to Heather's apartment, take Ginger's car. Kidnap Ginger, put it in the trunk. What? Then back to the Winchester for a pint. <laughs> Yay! That was the best reference of this whole entire thing. This is worth forty episodes just for that. I do love that movie. Um, I love, love that movie. movie. So good. Where do you go with Ginger's car? Um. Well, I mean, if Lenny wants to go, like, are you meeting Thompson somewhere? Uh, yeah, I told him I'd call back. Uh, he said he'd be able to get it to me later, so I don't think we can just go now. I mean, um, I'll call him and tell him up. Pick it up at the precinct, but he said it gets done at five, so uh, let's swing by a phone booth. Let's see what he says. All right. And I look on a corner. It could be one. Uh, look around the corner, and there is one. Noise. You can go ahead and dial up Thompson. Ginger, got, got any change in the uh, console there? <laughs> There's some change rattling around. Stick a dime in. A couple quarters. I didn't even know if it was that much. We'll say there's a couple quarters in there. You can get extended time. Nice. If you need it. I might. It's like long distance. I'll call up homeboy. Um, Detective Thompson. All right. So by the time we do that, it's going to be about 1.30. Right? And you hear the Making you hear a pickup. What's that? Making great time. The whole day ahead of us. <laughs> so, oh boy. Um, so you call up Thompson, and uh, you know he picks up the phone. You know, Thompson. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Lenny again. Um, Says, oh yeah, that was quick. Turns out I got a lift. So, um, if you uh, want me to come down to the station and pick it up at some point, it might be the easiest. You said, yeah, uh, that'd actually be fine. Just come on down. I already asked him to fax it over, so okay, should uh, be here. Your office is here and the address on this card or whatever? Yeah, the same card that I gave you. All right, then. Uh, I guess I'll see you before five. All right, so what do you guys do from there? Uh, what are you thinking? Uh, Wendy's? BK. Yeah, I was gonna say what I get. Maybe some like snacks. a Roy Rogers. <laughs> Hit up a Roy Rogers. Chocolate malt. 
We can go to the movies. Can we do something normal for once besides fight monsters? Can we just kill some time with something normal? They got that drive-in over in Jersey. Let's go. Let's go to the Delcy drive-in. There was one near Pennsylvania, I think. Five seconds. So, if you guys really want to go to the drive-in theater to kill some time... Oh, crap. We could. I don't know. Do you? Yeah, we could. Let's say, you know, what movies is coming out? Something scary. During the day? We got got House, a horror movie. Oh, it's a good one. It's the one with, like, the, the weird Vietnam flashbacks and, like, his buddy who died in Vietnam is, like, the zombie ghost that... Yeah. That haunts his dreams and also exists beyond the mirror in his bathroom. Yeah, it's fucking great. Bro, you have like three sanity points. Let's not go to a horror movie. We'll just go see something fucking wholesome. Oh my god, is that a snake? <laughs> yeah, like you see anything. Idiot. I see a symbol, you see anything. I can cover it in olive oil. I don't know. Indiana Jones like, has to be. Is that a thing? Like... No. <laughs> That's okay, because House is playing later on in the day. Good. For the matinee, though, they have uh, a movie called Weird Science. <gasps> yeah, I yeah. guess so, a couple of nerds. Sure, check it out. <laughs> All right, so you guys... I've seen a commercial for this. That chick is pretty hot. All right, so you guys actually do take some time to try to... Normal out a little bit. Why don't you uh, go to the lobby and get ourselves a treat? (laughs) 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 Yeah, you know, try to forget about our world-ending problems. Do your best. You know, the comedy's happening. The laughs are coming from other cars. But you guys aren't laughing as hard as those people are. Crying a little bit, I think. Kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're just like, what is happening in our lives? <laughs> we're just like crying in popcorn buckets. Just like, what the fuck happened? Salty tears in my popcorn. Delicious. <laughs> Literally, it's like two weeks ago. I was just a bartender. This is fucking living my fucking life. That's so funny. Right, so after the movie's over. Uh, it is now four o'clock. Uh, just enough time to maybe get back to Thompson before he leaves the office. All right. Let's head down there where this precinct here, I guess. All right. Go down to the, uh, roundhouse. Here we go. Uh, why don't you, uh, hang back just in case. I don't think I'm allowed in his office anymore anyway. <laughs> I don't want these guys there, you know. I don't want a lot of people knowing that we're friends in case anything does happen, you know? You're already He's on just their embarrassed radar. of you. That's all I got gotcha. Well, they were, already, they were threatened to kill her once. You're embarrassed of me? We just went on a date. <laughs> it sounds more like a scam. <laughs> Total scam. Um, so, uh, like I said, you guys get done at the movie theater. Uh, you head down to the precinct, the roundhouse. Hobble up on in his building there's a ramp that you can get off a little easier than the stairs well, i mean you know it's, it's probably like a railing and you do like a crutch hop i'm not sure i don't i don't crutch much lenny would never i don't need a ramp no he wouldn't i'll scoot i'll scooch up on my bottom he'd, like a man I can still get up the steps just fine. That's for strollers and wheelchairs. Oh no! Here come the here come the popo. Oh, perfect shit. timing. No, you, yeah, no. No, that's perfect. They're just leaving. The hey, it looks like a big jab there. Good thing I'm not involved here. All right, so I I don't scooch up my bottom. I I do like a sad hobble with the crutch and the one good leg, you know, and the railing. But I could do it. You know, I could do it on my own. What? You do it on your own. Like a big boy. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, there's the heater. <laughs> of course. Um, well, I would like to go to Walter, but uh, Walter, what are you doing? It is now... Uh, it's approaching five right now, Walter. Was there anything you wanted to get done specifically uh, between the time you got to work and now? No, not, not really. Um, 
maybe uh, if I had a break, he could have picked up a fourth, uh, the fourth book in the series, just to have a, a new one to kind of look through. But I think that would be okay. the only thing today. All right, so that's what you do. You grab that extra book and bring that back and, you know, just have some time to look through them. I mean, he probably wouldn't even look through the book so much just as he would uh, keep them for later, kind of like later on tonight in the motel. Okay. All right, so you just hold on to them just so you have something else to uh, add on to and to look through yep. that you haven't yet. I don't want to be putting anybody to sleep with the boring old books. Right. So that's what uh, you do uh, till then. Lenny and Heather, it's approaching five. Uh, you guys, when you guys hit the uh, precinct. So I hobble up on in there. and um, Yeah, that's right. Get up to the, uh, I suppose the desk. Uh, I suppose there's somebody when you first go in or whatever. A greeter. A police greeter. Yeah. Yeah. At the front desk, there is a police officer, a short, kind of fatter guy, balding. And he says, uh, yeah, can I help you with something? Yeah, I'm looking full red, Detective Thompson. You know, uh, he got the glasses and the homicide. He's like, oh, no, no, I know Thompson. Kind of a hot shot. Yeah, all right. But uh, just give me a second here. And uh, he picks up a phone. And you hear him. You know, over the din of the hustle and bustle of the police precinct right now, it's kind of hard to hear what he's saying into the phone. Kind of tapping on the desk, just leaning on it. Uh-huh. And then uh, he goes, yeah, so um, you want to just head down the hallway here? It gives you some directions. It tells you where Thompson's office is. Yeah. Uh, he gives you a visitor's badge. And I hobble my way on down the hallway. Right. None of these cops think you look like a threat right now, so no. none of them get in your way or anything. In fact, they part ways for you. I feel like I look more homeless with a crutch. <laughs> I am homeless now. Maybe it's just me like being hard on myself. <laughs> All right, so you find Thompson's office. Uh, the blinds are drawn on it. I give a little uh, rap on the window. You hear, come in. I open the door. <gasps> And you just see Thompson there behind his desk. Oh, he goes, ah, there you are. Was expecting you. I swing the door like a little, a little too hard to to the side I when see. I walk in because of my history of people <laughs> hiding in rooms when I walk into them. Right. So you, <laughs> so you could smash a snake if it's back there. <laughs> okay. So when you come in, you slam the door open. He goes, whoa, whoa. Easy there, Chief. Getting used to the crutch still there. Uh, you know, I'm a little uneasy here. So you close the door. You can see that Thompson's the only one in the room. There's no flat snake behind him. <laughs> <laughs> he holds up a folder. Uh-huh. He holds up a file folder. And he says, well, I you know, hope this will help us find whatever's wrong with Chucky and Skinny Joey. I hope so, too. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But here you go. And he tosses you a file folder. I'll pull a 50 out. So here's that uh, 50 I owe you for that, uh, you know, that birthday card we all signed. Yeah, thanks. And I start walking out. Says you're all right, Cobb. <laughs> yeah, you know. Hopefully we can get things to go back to the way they were nice and easy. Yeah. I would like that, actually. And uh, you leave his office there? Yeah. And Heather, you're still out in the car, right? I tuck the folder into my, in like yeah. inside my jacket, mom. Okay. Before I leave. Can I can I dig through all the stuff in the car? Sure. What are you looking for? No, anything. Money. Uh, anything about the play? If she had any old play stuff laying around? Anything. I'm a homeless grifter. Birds of a feather. So you find like some matches in there and uh, some loose change floating around. A couple crumbs from who knows what. She eats it like a squirrel. Yeah, probably. Like a poor squirrel. You know, she's got the snow scraper in the back seat, but uh, nothing really stands out. Nothing's really that great about anything that's in here, honestly. It's pretty minimalist. It is a Chevette, after all. There might be some salt on the snow scraper. You could lick it. Worth it. Let's try it. find some lipstick. I don't know. Just whatever. Just. So while you're bored waiting in the car, though, uh, Lenny comes up to the car, knocks on the window, I guess. Like if the doors are locked, sure. 
If the doors are locked, I don't know if they are or not. I would just reach for the handle to see if oh. it was... Yeah, actually, yeah. I'll lean over and unlock it's it. It's the 80s now, you know? It's not like it's... The 70s were different. <laughs> so you get in the car with the file folder? Mm-hmm. Say, so, well, uh, got that autopsy. Uh, I guess uh, the Walter before Walter. <laughs> in Magus 5. Magus... <laughs> Magus? No, nothing. <laughs> Majuice? <laughs> Majuice. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. Well, uh, I guess we'll head back. I suppose. What were you? Uh, what were you just chewing on? I'm like looking around the car. <laughs> I don't know. I found a piece of candy. It was like, um. Are you hungry again? I mean, we just we just had the uh, you know all that popcorn and stuff. I'm kind of sick, but uh, <laughs> I get it from Aunt Millie. Just like. Just hungry all the time. So hungry. <laughs> My face would go white. Oh no. Is there a blizzard in this car? Nah, we'll get some more food. Uh, let's head back up. Alright, so you guys go back to the motel room. Hole up in there and look over this report. Mm-hmm. Alright. <laughs> we already went on a date. A scam. Both of you, both of you can give me a medicine roll. Ooh. I'll take two medicine rolls. <laughs> Mine's a 1% chance. Yikes. Okay. I passed. I got a 24. I have 38. Yes. It's yeah. awesome. 17 ain't bad. Yes. Get that check mark on Oh, that was there. a good roll. That's kind of... Check that medicine. I kind of want to spend 16 luck just to possibly get one through nine more do points. You have? Do you have a lot? It's one. It's at 1%. I'll fix it. I have medicine. Make sure you check that box if you passed it. No. That's what she said. Yeah, it got him. Got him. (laughs) Yeah, passed him. So, in the autopsy report, at the top it says, uh, you know, his name, and then it says date of birth, all that kind of crap. Then at the bottom it starts to get into the details. Most likely cause of death, massive heart attack says both ventricles and heart ruptured. No signs of foreign body entry. Toxology report clean. Both eyes with subconjunctival hemorrhage. It concluded to be a massive heart attack. So, ventricles in the heart. They got him with the carotid jam. (laughs) Maybe? Oh wait, no outside entry. That's how they do it. Ventricles in the heart. So you have the four chambers of the heart. And then the ventricles are the... Uh, two of the chambers fit on one side, two of the chambers fit on the other side. So it's basically the two biggest parts of the heart, two biggest cavities, and they're both ruptured. You know how many times I've walked through the heart and I don't remember any of it? <laughs> what, at Franklin Institute? Uh-huh. Do you guys want to uh-huh. go to the Franklin Institute? That's where you should have spent the afternoon <laughs> instead oh, of the movies. That would have been great, yeah. Well, now we know to go I'm there. I'm talking about in real life. <laughs> Look at that. My hair stands up when I touch this ball. <laughs> I'm literally talking about in real life. Do you guys want to go on a trip? Chad's back. We can go to the Franklin Institute together. Yeah! It would be kind of too. It would. The place is great. So, both ventricles in the heart have ruptured. It says he has subconjunctival hemorrhage in both eyes. That's when you get that super blood red eye. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know that these things are both signs of, like... A massive heart attack with a super high spike in blood pressure. However, usually only one ventricle in the heart bursts, if it happens at all. Having both of them is very odd. And Heather, you only know this medicine stuff because you went, did that little bit of time in college Mm -hmm. uh, that Millie encouraged you to go to. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's how you have this medicine knowledge. I just wanted to throw that in there. And uh, so... And I took first aid because I went to school for uh, early education for kids because I wanted to be a kid's teacher. Really? Yeah. That's my backstory. Oh, I thought you were like, you were like, I'm going to be a doctor and did like a semester and stuff. I never knew. Early education. That's cute. That's my secret. (laughs) <laughs> now you know it's not it's as not exciting a, as what you actually thought it was <laughs> it's a really crummy secret there Heather. <laughs> 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 
Well, I I also murdered a the guy. The big so. reveal, yeah, with my first aid knowledge. <laughs> How about this? I killed a psychic, so boom. Oh, that's right. Yeah, now you you crushed her entire chest. I heard her ribs were coming out. I know a thing or two about heart attacks from giving someone a heart attack. Who was there? Was it you there by yourself at that one? Or was that with Millie? That was with Millie. No, that yeah. was with Millie. Yeah, oh. R.I.P. Surprised she didn't get hungry and start eating. <laughs> uh, all right, so past that medicine roll, you find that weird double burst uh, ventricle thing. It's almost impossible for it to happen. But with no signs of foreign body entry, toxology report clean and all that stuff, they just had no other conclusion to come to, it looks like. Hmm. Sounds like somebody hit him with some of that corrosive poison. Say anything like uh, that he he ingested anything or inhaled or... I don't know. uh, It said the lungs are clean in there. I mean... Uh, stomach, hmm. stomach, uh, just full of normal, uh, masticated food. Is there like that picture of the body where people make notes of like the marks and yes. stuff? Um, I didn't know that I know a lot about this stuff. I saw it on TV. Right. Uh, is there anything on there that stands out? Nothing. Like marks that aren't included, like that they just kind of disregarded. Like, hey, I noticed there was a spider bite in his ear. Uh, nothing weird. No, nothing popping up on there. Like this is why they concluded it's a massive heart attack. All right, we got to dig up a body. Yeah. Get the shovel. It's the only way. We got to do it. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> no, idiot. Dig up. Dig up. <laughs> um, all right, well. Do I know enough about medicine to know if, that could, if that's like anything other than a massive heart attack? Well, yeah, you know enough to know it never happens. Yeah, you know enough to know that it does not happen. Okay. But, and it says something about his blood pressure. Now, with the eyes turning red, does that happen with heart attacks normally, too? Not normally. Wouldn't that be, like, strangulation? Yeah, that happens with, like, strangulation and stuff. Uh, but if there's enough blood pressure, it could cause it. Is it like somebody squeezed his heart without reaching into his chest? It might have been. I ask you. Heather, is it, is it kind of like that? Because that's kind of scary if uh, somebody can do this. Yeah, like they like popped it like a pimple. This reminds me of... Ha- Wait, is Star Wars a thing yet? Yeah. yeah. I think I saw this in a movie. This don't work. But uh, so this guy, he's got all black. He's like a bad guy or something. He's got a laser sword. Anyway, he so he strangles this... this uh, you know, he's on the same side as some British guy on a, <laughs> on a floating uh, space station. He strangles the British guy like without reaching into his throat or whatever. So I'm wondering... I mean, I we've actually seen weirder things happen in the last nine days. Yeah. I've seen weirder science. Heather, <laughs> Heather, after Lenny suggests that, all of the signs point directly to that. Like, if you grabbed a heart and squeezed it, that would be the only way that both ventricles would burst. That pressure of all the blood rushing out of the heart would cause your eye blood vessels to burst, too. Dude, Lenny, that sounds exactly like what this autopsy is saying. Yeah, I mean, there's no marks or anything on the... The little cartoon picture of the guy, so uh, I don't know. What else could it be? A little cartoon picture. I mean, the, uh, you know, the, the scientific medicine drawing. The uh, anatomical. Yeah, no, that's a little weird. I guess that makes sense as to why he wasn't injected with anything, but uh, I don't know how that's related. Does that also sound like, um, does that sound like what the other poison or whatever that Walter told me about in the book that like cor- like makes your insides it does not melt. sound like that. That says specifically that it makes the carotid arteries in the neck melt. Okay. Nothing to do with the heart exploding or anything like that. Okay. This is some different. Uh, I don't think this was done by a snake dude because uh, if they were able to do that, why would he chase me around the woods and and still chase me like to my house and. Get yeah. his ass kicked while I had a broken leg. You know, he could have just... Uh, Exploded your heart from the car. Uh, well, so would possibly deal with somebody else? Do you think I should uh, call that Rochelle? Raquel. 
and let her know? I don't know. We don't really know her enough. You think any of these speculum maguses have uh, force choke spells in them? I mean, because uh, if Brightly could do something like that, I mean, he might not have had to get the baseball team to break into that store, but at the same time, why get his hands dirty or his invisible hands dirty? He seems to have yeah. an invisible like touch, it. yeah. <laughs> it reaches in and grabs right hold in your heart. We got to figure out who uh, who's going around. I mean, uh, we know he wanted them books. I don't know the guy, but I don't like the guy. So I want him to be guilty. And why are they pushing back so hard on any information that Walter has? Like, wouldn't you just welcome it even if you weren't sure yet? Like, wouldn't you be like, oh, let me look into that? Unless he legitimately doesn't believe it or he has something he stands to gain. But they believe in magic, but they don't believe in this. Like Magic slumber, specifically. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So where do you draw the line? You're like, oh, I don't believe. The snake people are awake, but I believe they're gonna wake up soon. Look, I don't believe there's a whole lot of snake people sleeping somewhere, but I know I believe I saw a man turn into a snake. But I saw my own hands turn into the snakes, too, so we're... And let's not even talk about the dog or the bear or the... (laughs) Whatever that was. The snakes. The Russians. Snake bears and the bear snakes. What time is it? It's like Walter almost home sweet home to this uh, Roach Motel. It took you a little while to go over those notes, I'm going to say. We'll say it's about 7 o'clock now. You went through them thoroughly. Uh, There's absolutely no other conclusion that you guys could have come to aside from, like, popping a heart. Um, I suppose we should probably get some food. Let's get pizza. My treat. (laughs) Didn't we just do pizza yesterday? George, yeah. During the day... Could I have stopped at the state store, picked up a couple bottles? Sure. Jesus. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, you guys get wasted. I'm worried somebody's going to show up and kill me any second. Now I'm worried about getting force choked. <laughs> we'll switch rooms. <laughs> no, I checked in under under Rutherford Brightly, so. Yeah, you did. That's right. Oh, it's going to yeah. be terrible if he's looking for us. We'll switch rooms under Thomas Winklespect. Every day we'll switch and we'll be another uh, Magus 5, except for Raquel so far. Good day. I'm Dr. Raquel McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> nice deep voice. Um, all right. Uh, I think I kind of wanted to end with the, the heart popping thing. Oh. But then Invisible Touch ruined it. Fuck. <laughs> that song is stuck in my head. It's no? a great one. <laughs> yeah, just me and Lenny going to get some burgers. <laughs> Sorry, guys, in a cliffhanger this week. Yeah, you get up to the you get up to the counter, and um, the young man behind the counter asks what your order is, and that's where I'm going to end the episode. How <laughs> would you like the heart attacker? <laughs> what are they going to order? We've got the single stack, the double stack, or the triple stack heart attacker. Which would you like? She gonna get pickles on her burger? We'll never know. Stay tuned, folks. I'm a single, double, triple. Single, double, triple. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a single, double, you triple. You take a bite and it grabs a hold of your What's heart. What's it? I'm gonna. Oh, can I get the um? It's a single, double, triple. Can I get the uh the, heart the throat melter yeah. burger? Gross. <laughs> uh, you don't have to. You have four days left. But that's okay because it'll take 40 more episodes. <laughs> we almost got through a whole day in this episode. I know. It's pretty good. And we didn't even die. Nope. Not yet. Nope. And, and I say yet because uh, you never know what's coming around the corner here. But everyone just nope. remember that sanity is overrated. Send me more farts. <laughs> yeah, I'm a crap. I need my yeah. food. I need a toothpick now, though. <laughs> you seem you seem like sad when I came I back. Was. I totally. was. Totally. I was just You're thinking like... about, like, man, I gotta wait an hour to eat. <laughs> I get, like, I don't get hangry. I get the opposite. Like, if I'm too full, I get a little, I get a little ornery if I'm too full. Mm-hmm. But I get, like, I don't even realize it. Like, a toddler, like, I'll get real, like, grouchy if I'm, like, extra, extra tired. 
and I only <laughs> sleep like four hours a night. So if I'm extra tired, that means like I didn't sleep at all. Yeah. But the, the girls at work are like, did you sleep last night? I'm like, no. I was like, I couldn't sleep. So I just got back up and I cleaned. They're like, mm-hmm. you seem like Dude, you're like really, really mad today. If I don't get enough sleep, I get super depressed. Like, yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, that's more it's like not it. good. I need that's my more like rest. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, what do I have to listen to these people's conversations for the rest of my life? Yeah, right? Fuck that. Anyway. Uh, how does this show start off again? Uh, happy birthday, I, I, I mean, I've only said it 39 times so far. Good morning, This will be the 40th. Hello, and welcome to that... Hello, and welcome to Movie Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> if you would eat. like to go insane, press one! <laughs> Pound sign. Yeah. I would like to talk to an If you operator. would like to forget a sanity roll, press two. <laughs> If you'd like to remember to roll for luck. Yeah, if you'd like to roll for luck three. now. Oh, yeah. That's Hang right. up. You gotta do that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's start off. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. And if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at that Cthulhu John.